Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome, welcome on this glorious Tuesday, which I keep thinking was Wednesday all day. So welcome to Tuesday and thank you for joining us. And we, Paul and I and David and you are about to have a discussion on the radio that we um we really don't enjoy having. I guess just full disclosure. Abortion yeah. is not a topic that we delve into lightly. And the reason is, Paul and I really like to focus on conversations um, that are sort of idea-based, that maybe we can learn something, that we can all grow from, or we can find some middle ground, whether it be, um, you know, personal improvement, some things about that, or, um, you know, learning something new, new technologies. Abortion is not that topic. Uh, no matter what Paul and I say today, we will not be changing hearts and minds on abortion. Right. And Paul, would you right. agree with that? People are pretty oh, stuck absolutely. in their ways. Okay. I think people believe okay. what they believe uh, mm -hmm. for good reasons. And uh, yeah, we're not going to change any minds. But right. it is amazing to me what's going on today. The, the blowback it's after insane. this leak, which apparently has never happened before in the Supreme Court. Right. So let me give a little bit of backstory. If yeah. maybe you're just tuning in, if you're at work or whatever, let's, for the sake of argument, say you haven't been the news junkies that we are and not consuming everything. Let me just give you a little bit of backstory. And before I do, we're going to start with the positive. We're giving away twins tickets today. It's Twins oh. Tuesday. That is going to happen in this show. We are giving away twins tickets. Uh, now abortion. Yeah, I know that's a hard turn, but here, here's the deal. Uh, yesterday, Politico published a copy of a draft ruling in a Mississippi case. The case is called Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. It, um, it's, the, it's the Mississippi 2018 law that banned abortions after 15 weeks and offered no exceptions for rape or incest. This law offered no exceptions. Okay. Since then, dozens of states have introed six week abortion bans. Texas, Oklahoma are incentivizing citizens to be, you know, citizen uh, police and enforce these bans, you know, tell on somebody that might be getting an abortion. Okay, so this draft that was leaked, illegally leaked to uh, Politico says that the Supreme Court is going to rule, hasn't happened yet, but going to rule in favor of Mi Mississippi. Okay, in favor of Mississippi. But it's not just that. It's also reportedly going to overturn two key decisions, Roe versus Wade, and Roe v. Wade was the 1973 decision that women have the constitutional right to an abortion, so it became a federal constitutional right, mm -hmm. 
And then the other one SCOTUS is allegedly going to turn over is Planned Parenthood versus Casey. That was in 192. I mean, excuse me, 1992, that decision affirmed the right to an abortion and protected women from dealing with undue burdens of trying to get them. Okay? Um, Judge, Judge Samuel Ali, Justice, excuse me, Samuel Alito wrote the draft majority opinion. It would be five against four. Four other conservative justices reportedly joined. It was Clarence Thomas and then Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett are in favor of this. So, Ruling in favor of Mississippi, abortions banned after 15 weeks and no exceptions for rape or incest. Also planning to overturn Roe v. Wade and overturning Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And what this does, to boil it all down for you, is to throw back abortion rights to the state. Give the the state, state, yes, the right to ban or not ban abortions. Okay. So, yes, uh, we are. This is a talk show. We're opening it up for talk. Okay. 6514619226. 6514619226. So, you can text or call in, but go ahead, Paul. You want to jump in? Yeah, I was just going to say first of all, the decision has not been made, right? No, so, correct. Correct. You know, maybe mm-hmm. we're getting the cart out in front of the horse. We don't know exactly what the justices ultimately mm-hmm. will decide. Is this a chance to preempt what's going on? Mm-hmm. I think. Democrats, by and large, and many independents are outraged over the potential changes to Roe v. Wade. A lot of Republicans outraged that there was a leak, which many Mm -hmm. believe was, you know, an opportunity, a chance to derail uh, legislation here um, or or this this final verdict from the justices, which may come down as early as June. I think they say in the next 30 to 60 days. But again, Mm -hmm. even if Roe's overturned, the procedure would remain legal in Minnesota for now under a 1995 state Supreme Court decision. The the challenge is that you've got dozens of states right now, Jordana, around the nation that have introduced six-week abortion bans. And you have states like Texas and Oklahoma where they are incentivizing citizens to enforce, to basically rat out people who may have had an abortion or assisted in an abortion. And so, you know... And some are saying that reproductive rights could become the hot-button issue galvanizing voters in the fall for the midterms, for for governor's races, um, a lot of congressional races up for grabs right now. Is this going to be what galvanizes people to get out to the polls, Democrats and Republicans? The question we're asking you, do you want to keep it the way it is, or do you want to throw it back to the states? And I hope you didn't hear me say we want to debate abortion on the air. No, it's no. not what we're doing today. We're not okay? going to change minds. Um, we're not going to change minds about this. But what is happening in the Supreme Court is they are overturning some cases and kicking it back to the states. Do, you know, allegedly, this is a leak, which has been illegal. And we're going to talk with um, former U.S. Attorney Rachel Paulos, uh, U- University of St. Thomas prof- law professor. You know, uh, so Rachel Paulos will be joining us at five and to chat about this and about this leak mm-hmm. and about the constitutionality of all of this. But that's the question that Paul and Jordana are asking you. Chad, I may have asked you a different question. We want to know if you agree with SCOTUS that it should be up to the states to decide. I think it's kind of a false argument. States, federal, it doesn't really matter. You know, I, I just want 
women to have the right to choose. And again, we're not debating that. Um, so I guess I would want to keep it uh, the federal law the way it is. I'd want to keep the federal law the way it is. That's that's Jordana. The phone number is 651-461-9226. Text us 651-461-9226. Paul, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll keep chatting. Paul and Jordana and DJ, I think it's Tuesday. I'm not really sure, but uh, it is. that's a theory that today is Tuesday. The sun is out. A lot of people fixated by uh, what has happened over the last 24 hours. And, Jor, I couldn't help but notice public polls, Pew, Gallup, YouGov, CNN, all from the last year, found that anywhere from 58 to 70 percent of Americans oppose the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. 86 percent of Democrats oppose. 72 percent of independents oppose. 44 percent of Republicans oppose overturning Roe v. Wade. And the question we're asking today, should it be left up to the states? Should it be a constitutional right to an abortion? That's the question. We'd like to get your feedback. You can always reach out. Text us. Call us right now. 651-461-9226. Joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline is John from Eau Claire. Uh, John, welcome to the show. What do you think should happen? Yeah, greetings uh, from your neighbor to the east. Uh, well, uh, I think if you're in a position to consider an abortion, that's a terrible position to be in. But I think it's up to a woman and her situation to decide uh, what needs to be done. And so I, I stand for Roe v. Wade to stay as it is. And I think the Supreme Court needs to stop this juvenile uh, incantations and just let things be. All right. Hey, John, John thanks, thanks for, the, for call. the call. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, your texts are coming in. And by the way, Governor Walls weighed in on this, basically issued a statement saying, not on my watch. So he does not want that overturned. And I guess on his watch, because he only governs our state, he doesn't, go- you know, he has no say in the federal laws here. Um, so what he's saying is that women would still have access to health care and pregnancy termination and abortion if they needed it here in Minnesota. Um, Tina Smith tweeted out, this is bull. (laughs) So that was an interesting tweet. And I'll get to the text in a minute, but I wanted you to hear Amy Klobuchar's response when she was on with Don Lemon on CNN. This court has been stacked and they are doing something where they are completely breaking with precedent if all of this Uh, news that we're hearing is correct. And I want to talk about the result, Doc, because if this opinion is issued, it will be against the wishes of 80 percent of Americans who believe that women should have the right to make their own health care system. It would trigger the laws in over 20 states Mm -hmm. that have already said uh, that they will outlaw abortion in their states. It will create a patchwork of laws across the country. And my prediction, Don, is that it will drive women to the polls and men, anyone, that 80% of the public who believes that healthcare decisions should be made by a woman and her doctor and not by Ted Cruz. Poor Ted. Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> Ted. Ted Cruz always pops up when you least want him to pop up. Yeah, Senator Klobuchar touched on this, George. But I didn't realize this. A majority of the justices currently on the Supreme Court were nominated by presidents who, at least initially, obtain their position despite losing the popular vote. So the question, does this reflect the will 
of the American people. I just mentioned these polls. Anywhere from 60, 70 percent of Americans say, let it be, you know, keep it as a constitutional right. But, you know, a smaller but a very, very vocal minority of Americans are like, no, this is not right. And we shouldn't do what's expedient. We should do what what is morally right. That's their conviction. I think you answered your own question. Does it uh, reflect the will of the people? And yeah. well, according to the polls, it does not. You just read them. I read a Fox News poll today that said 68% do not support overturning so, Roe, and they want to keep it as it is. So that's the national, that, that's a national average, mm-hmm. which gets mm-hmm. back to the crux of the argument. Should Oklahoma's rules be different than Minnesota's rules? Should we give people in Oklahoma the ability to regulate the way they want to do this in Oklahoma? I don't know. We asked for your text at 651-461-9226. Let's see. Um, I support this text of rights. I support overturning it and giving back to the states. Uh, This texter writes, the real fight here has never been about whether people are for abortion or against abortions. People don't ever want to choose abortions. The real fight is having the right to choose. Okay, that that is a, a fair argument. Uh, this texter writes, states' rights should rule. Okay. Um, people are, another texter says, we should be more outraged about the leak. We are outraged about the leak. Trust me, that's a, yeah, well, a, a yeah. horrible, dangerous Somebody thing. broke the law, yes. and they should be held accountable. Yes. Yeah, it's, it, mm-hmm. this is not the way things should be done. Absolutely. Yes. Hey, sure, uh, we have another caller. Uh, Bob from Minneapolis, what, what do you make of this? Well, Amy Klobuchar should be ashamed of herself. She knows better than to say something like the Supreme Court should reflect the will of the people. That's just just not true. Um, had, if that was true, then we would run the risk that Plessy versus Ferguson wouldn't have been reversed. Uh, slavery could have been prolonged. There's a reason those are lifetime appointments and they're not elected. True. Okay. Bad law is I... bad law. It needs to be overturned whether the people support it or not. Well, I, I okay. look, I know a lot of conservatives who may or may not be pro-life who say that Roe v. Wade was poorly written that it it but again it it's taking that back after all these years uh, has consequences and i i wonder again is this going to galvanize democrats if in fact the justices do this after the current uproar um will they act on on their convictions or will they accede to the the popular will of, of voters out there i it's not a done deal yet, so I think everybody needs to step back from the abyss and take deep breaths. This texter writes, the Supreme Court is the core of the, the court of the land and is also subject to making mistakes, should allow courts to reverse itself as time marches on. See, that's interesting. As, as time marches on, it should be allowed to reverse itself because at some point, slavery would have become more unpopular with people in our country. So I assume eventually, um, as time marched on, it would have changed. The law of the land would have changed, you know, had the Civil War not done that. And I imagine, too, that's what happened with abortion. You know, time changed. So we had Roe v. Wade, and more people wanted access to abortion. So time marched on. So it did change. And it became having, you know, the law of the land was having more access via Roe v. Wade. So, I, you know, I, I, I also 
disagree necessarily. I think that with our last caller that I think the Supreme Court should reflect the will of the people because they are appointed by the presidents who were elected by the people. This is a democracy. So if the pres- if if the people elected the presidents and the presidents get to choose, there is some sense of those people, uh, uh, those people that are placed there. Yes, upholding the law, but also upholding the will of the people. That's you know, that's why we have diversity on or we're aiming for diversity on the court to be able to mirror more what the makeup of the people of the United States is. So you know, things change, things evolve. Things grow, things move on. We have to make sure that our laws reflect the will of the people. And I'm not saying the polls are 100% fact, but a lot of them show what the will of the people is. And maybe that should be taken into account by the Supreme Court when deciding whether or not to change laws on their own that are already established. Well, that's just Jordan. The Supreme Court should be interpreting the law, right? With the Constitution in mind. Not mm-hmm. making legislation, and, not and the Constitution also has an elastic clause, so things do change. We have amendments for this reason. We can grow mm-hmm. a, as a as a public, as a community, as a democracy, as we should. You know, we don't have the same laws that we did when it was written, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing because te- you know technology needs to be governed a little bit more now. We're working on that. That didn't exist, you know, even a couple you know a couple decades ago. So we are working on changing that. So new times call for new legislation, things that are a little bit different, and we have to look at what people want. Uh, let's see. Uh, is Tim Lammers is Tim Lambert going to be on today? Yes, Tim Lammers is Tim going Lambert. to be on today. <laughs> <laughs> at 4.30, right? Yeah. <laughs> I take it we're not going to hear from Tim Lambert. We are. He's going to be joining us at 4.30, though. He's usually on now. Yeah. So. <laughs> and when we come back, we talk a lot yes. about sustainability on this show and what comes next and how we can live smarter lives in terms of the only home we have. And a story caught my eye. What happens to those little bars of soap in all those hotel rooms? Well, somebody who was visiting Minneapolis a few years back had a brilliant idea what to do with all that soap. We hear his story next. Paul and Jordana and DJ and you, thanks for tuning in today. I saw this story in The Hustle. I get a, a daily newsletter from The Hustle, and they always have really intriguing stories, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs. What got them off the dime? What's the creation story? Why did they start this company? What is their purpose? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I didn't realize there are about 5 million hotel rooms in the United States, Jordana. Uh, 3.3 million bars of soap are consumed every single day. And, of course, that soap is thrown out, right? I mean, people, maybe, maybe you take it home, maybe you put it in your toiletry bag, <laughs> you but usually you use it for a day or two and, and it that's out. it. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. If, if you take all of the solid waste, soap and bottled amenities, including shampoo and conditioner, 440 billion pounds of waste. And what happens to all that leftover soap? Sean Seipler was staying at a hotel in Minneapolis back in 2008, and he had a brainstorm. And he joins us today on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Sean Seipler is founder and CEO of Clean the World. Sean, welcome to the show. Uh, Paul and Jordana, thank you so much for having me on the show. I am uh, very happy to be with you today. Well, I'm, I'm just really intrigued by your company. It's now a global company, and in essence, you recycle soap. How does that happen? Yeah, well, we, uh, we, we, we do exactly that. We work with about 9,000 hotels across the globe, about 5,000 across uh, the United States, and when the room attendants are cleaning the rooms, and uh, in that process, they're taking the used soaps and bottled amenities, uh, they're finding its way down to a collection bag and then into a bin uh, that ends up being shipped into one of our recycling centers. In the U.S., we have them in Orlando and in Las Vegas. Uh, and there we uh, fully recycle it. We sterilize it, disinfect it. We go through a whole remanufacturing process. Uh, to then be uh, boxed up and distributed to those in need across the United States, homeless shelters, relief organizations, and then uh, to over uh, well 127 countries across the globe that we've distributed soap to in the last 13 years. Wow. Hey, Sean, it's it's Jordana. That is a lot. How did you come to this? How did you start? Want to? Why did you want to start this business? So I was a uh, great question. I was in 2008. Uh, I ran a global sales team for a technology company. And um, and I, I'm talking to you today from Central Florida. So I ho- heard your weather. Uh, so you can imagine I was in Minneapolis about 40 nights a year. Uh, I, I visited uh, Best Buy and Target quite a bit. And so mm-hmm. on one of those nights uh, in my very cold uh, hotel room close to Mall of America there, I was I was having a cocktail or two. And I uh, just started wondering what happened to the used bar of soap and shampoo when I was done with it. So I, I called the front desk and asked them what, what happened to it. And they kind of chuckled and, and said I should probably have another cocktail. And I said, that sounds great. But really, what happens with the soap? And, 
they, yeah. they're thrown away. And so that compelled me to, to, you know, the statistics, Paul, that you just mentioned, I, I started to realize that we're throwing away millions of bars of soap a day. Yeah. Well, in the, you know, track of what would I do with soap, I found that back then, uh, and this is kind of getting into 2009 now, at that time, there were 9,000 children under the age of five dying every single day to pneumonia and diarrheal disease, the number one and number two leading cause of death amongst children worldwide. And I found all these studies that showed that if we just gave them soap and taught them how and when to wash their hands, that we could cut those deaths in half. And so that was really the moment of obligation I had where I said, wow, we're throwing away millions of bars of soap, and yet there's thousands of children dying every day. And that kind of seems like a math problem that I could, I could uh, you know, try to solve. And so that was uh, the, the, the reason why we launched uh, Clean the World. Well, I'm, I'm impressed that you seized the opportunity and you saw the opportunity. Let me ask you the first visceral question that came to my mind. How do you do this hygienically? Right. I mean, how do you get past the ooh factor that, you know, oh, this soap was kind of used by somebody else and (laughs) and you're going to recycle it. And I'm not sure I want to touch that. I mean, how do you get past that? Yeah, well, the 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 used by somebody else piece, we can't really get get away from. Right. So that that's a mental thing. But here's what we know. When we started in, in 2009, we were a single car garage. Uh, myself, some family members, we sat around on upside-down pickle buckets, and we had potato peelers, and the potato peelers we used to kind of clean the outside of the bars, so kind of surface clean it. And we had a meat grinder. We would grind it down. At that time, we used cookers, so we would cook it in these Kenmore cookers, really, into a paste. And then that paste would eventually go into these wood soap molds, and those wood soap molds inside the, that mold, the soap is hardening and uh, turning into new bar soap. Now, today, in our recycling centers across the U.S., we have them in Europe. We also have one in Hong Kong. Uh, we use the same type of equipment that you'll find in a regular soap manufacturing plant. Uh, they, in fact, recycle soap uh, on occasion as well, just not at the volume that we do. Uh, And so when we get the soap, we take it through a machine uh, called a plotter. And that machine uh, is just a big metal screw that's pushing the soap through a very, very fine filter. And so that very fine filter, we have to change out about every 45 minutes. Uh, That filter is catching all of the, you know, the larger surface items, the paper, the plastic, the hair, the stuff we're going to see on that surface. And it's also kind of blending that soap and turning it into a noodle. Uh, And then we take that noodle to a mixer and we mix it to add water, but also that water has a 400 part per million uh, bleach additive to it. It's not really necessary because as soap heats up and then cools down and then heats back up again, it, it really disinfects itself. You'll probably recall when we were young, you know, walking into a gas station and seeing a bar of soap sitting there uh, on the sink that was used by the previous 500 people that came into that restroom stall and didn't really think twice about using that bar of soap. Uh, Kind of that's what was done back then, you know, when you think about it. but, um, but anyway, when that soap goes back in the mixer, we do mix in a little bit of diluted bleach, but again, the heat. Uh, and then from there, the soap goes into another manufacturing machine, comes out, we stamp it, we cut it, uh, we wow. box it without plastic and paper, so we do not add another environmental issue when it lands, you know, wherever it lands. Uh, but that's, uh, that's how we do it. So it's with machines now, and uh, certainly we wear gloves and, and uh you know, uh, um, eyeglasses, but uh, but it's a very safe, clear. And we actually send the soap out on a regular basis to a lab. They batch test just to make sure that it's all good and clean. In 13 years, we've never had a, a single bad bar of soap. Wow. Oh. 
That's impressive. So is it just can you can you buy them or is it just given to homeless shelters and? Uh, so we um, organizations and companies can can buy hygiene kit builds from us so they can buy events that can be done at their conferences, at their offices, or even in their homes. And But those are intended to be built into hygiene kits and then donated to the local homeless shelter, women's shelter, relief organization of your choice. Uh, so for the most part, unless it's sort of that, all of our soap then is going into programs. Uh, we do a lot of disaster relief. We're getting soap right now, uh, you know, into Romania, into Poland for the current crisis in Ukraine. Uh, you know, major earthquakes and, and tornadoes and, and uh, across the United States and across the globe, typhoons. Uh, we did a lot at uh, southern border of the U.S., uh, Somalian refugees, uh, Syrian refugees. And then we have our own WASH programming that we're doing, uh, Dominican Republic, across Latin America. We do a lot in Nairobi, okay. Tanzania. Uh, so, yeah, but um, uh, all That's different impressive. types of scenarios where folks need soap. Well, very creative solution to a daunting, vexing challenge. And you can get more information, cleantheworld.org. And uh, Sean, I sure appreciate you joining us. Sean Seipler, founder CEO of Clean the World. Keep it going, and thank you for joining us on CCO. Hey, thank you so much. You should be proud. This entire thing was birthed out of a hotel room in Minneapolis. So uh, thank you, Paul and Jordana. Have we a great are. one. We very are very cool. proud. Thank you, Sean. I love a good creation story. I can just see yep. him with a potato peeler. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. Susie Jones will join us with uh, what she's covering today next. Boy, tough day here on the radio. We're taking on things like abortion and violent crime. Uh, U.S. Attorney Andrew Luger joined officials and the ATF and the FBI at the courthouse in Minneapolis to talk about plans to curb violent crime in the Twin Cities. And folks, we do. We have a problem with violent crime in the Twin Cities. Lots of shootings. People are afraid. I get it. Uh, Anything we can do to stop that is a good thing. Susie Jones was at the event today, and she's joining us now. Hey, Suze. Hey, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. How was it today? Well, it's interesting. You know, all the big wigs were there. Uh, Attorney General... Andy Luger, who just took over for a second time five weeks ago, and he has said all along that this was it. He was going to go after violent crime and that the last time he was in that office, it was terrorism and other issues. And this time he said it's carjackings and people hadn't even thought about carjackings several years ago. And now it's completely, you know, epidemic that in Minneapolis in 2021, there were 650 of them, 100 in St. Paul. And so they are going to, as a group, crack down on violent crime and under that umbrella is carjacking hey susie i noticed that uh, starting next week next tuesday anybody 18 or older involved in a violent carjacking in minnesota will face federal charges that carry stiffer sentences it means they would serve some time in a federal prison if convicted so they think that's part of the solution toughen up the penalties Toughen up the penalties. One person at the press conference asked about younger people because, as you know, in Minneapolis, a couple of these carjacking cases have involved 17, 18, 16-year-olds, sometimes 14-year-olds. And at this point, Andy Luger said that they they weren't going to address the the minor, the juvenile cases. But, yeah, they're going to do that. Interesting as well, they're going to come down hard on felons in possession of weapons, because oftentimes these weapons that these criminals have in their hands are bought illegally. Sometimes they have illegal 
um, for lack of a better word, things on them. They're called switches, and they turn a regular gun into a semi-automatic, and they actually showed us a video of an ATF officer with a handgun that had this switch on it that allowed it to behave like a machine gun. And they said that it's a gun that with that switch on it, is hard to control. So you have a young person with a gun that has this contraption on it. They're firing it and it's, you know, it's going kind of out of their control. So this is just a horrible situation. And I, you know, he's going to put all his 42 prosecutors on violent crime cases in addition to the cases they're already covering. And he himself is going to get involved. And he said everything from indictment to sentencing. Wow. Mm. Okay. We have a minute left. Did he address, I mean, I, I understand that he talked about these guns and semi-automatic weapon, automatic weapons. Any um, thing on more of the shootings, getting the hands out of, uh, you know, young kids or of guns out of uh, the hands of young kids or um, any se- sentencing for that? Well, it's interesting because the gentleman from the ATF uh, had a, had a d- diagram that showed the uh, places where guns had been involved in violent crimes, both in Minneapolis and in St. Paul. And you got to kind of get a lay of the land of the city in each city and where the most activity was. So there'll be a lot of tracking of these guns. They look at casings. They monitor what case, what bullet was on what crime scene, what gun may have been involved. So there'll be a lot more intense scrutiny of all the crimes as we go forward. Susie Jones, yeah, thank I'm you for the update. For Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Sus. Hey, and when we come back, Jordan has way too much laundry. She has a laundry quandary <laughs> when we come back on CCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 